0: Welcome back to the Side-by-Side Guys Off-Road Podcast. I'm Big Z, and I'm here with special guest Hubert Rowland not Rowland last time I called you R- Rowland Rowland yes yes. <laughs> and we are here live at UTV Takeover 2021 in Grundy, Virginia at the Southern Gap Outdoor Adventure we're actually on the uh, the patio the the overlook over here and we can see you know a valley of pretty epic uh hills and and valleys that you can go ride on the Spearhead trail system and uh if you haven't been up here um it's a pretty awesome little trail system
1: it's it's my first time here yeah and uh I, as much as I rode all over the country. I've never rode in Virginia or West Virginia. This is the first time being in Virginia actually riding. Wow. So you're going <laughs> to
0: you're gonna get an experience because you're going out today. You're going to take a group of people out for a ride. It's part of your um, kind of get out and ride program you got going on. So kind of give us a rundown of what you got going on. Yeah, I,
1: I really just try to go to, you know, kind of established events. Um, kind of use the name I have to to draw a crowd and let's just go out and ride right you know uh it it's not a big publicity stunt it's it's just no it's like i want to ride yeah. and i want to meet <laughs> the people that that love riding you know right. and if you have questions ask them and if you just want to ride just ride you know yep. it's i think uh, i we get disconnected from
0: people so often with personalities and brands and stuff I,
1: I don't consider myself a celebrity whatsoever but we were watching the little the little race yesterday yeah this big guy comes up with a a southern proud shirt on hubert my man he's like we are so proud of you and i'm like thanks and uh he it's just like got, your
0: family and he he's excited that yeah i mean like he, he was
1: like the awesome uncle that i never met <laughs> <laughs> like he was just like he was you know, pretty ecstatic to him and him. all his buddies they were just they were just so happy to meet me and just so proud of where a small-town person has actually gone. I All I've done is work. Like, <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't consider anything special. I am where I am because of just being good to people, uh, working and trying to do the best I know how to do. Right. And just being open to, you know, others' ideas if it might help and um, just treat people how you want to be treated. That's right. purely how I got to where I am. Of course, there's also, like, just being very open and meeting lots of people and um it doesn't hurt to shake hands and (laughs) oh yeah meet all the people you possibly can um but I'm purely here because of Travis and Nitro Circus right but it was 18 years ago you know I met them just like I would meet you or anybody else you know just a friendly person and you know willing to help if they'll give you a chance right and I've worked my way to there and now well, even am, when you and, first
0: met them right it was in the pits and you were willing to work on the bikes and yeah you were and, willing
1: I mean, to do stuff you know willing to work with no expecting anything right. back you know right. it worked for free for a long time and and just happy to be there and uh, i i truly believe that if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life and uh it'll always be fun right so yeah so you speaking of work you were just recently
0: playing with some big toys uh was that like a D 9 a d9 a d11 uh, yes. I didn't even know they went up to eleven. <laughs> yes. I
1: mean, they went full like '80s movies on you and, yeah. and cranked her up. Yeah, uh, it was very fortunate. Got called by a stunt coordinator that is a lot of close mutual friends with some of the Nitro Circus guys. And this stunt coordinator, he's also a stunt driver for Fast and the Furious and many other awesome movies. Uh, he said, "Hey, we got a we got a really cool project." We, uh, It's a lot of off-road stuff. i really like you to to build it or help oversee building it. He said, this is kind of what you do. And I was like, yeah, no problem. So we went, um, it's a video production for Caterpillar. I can't say any more than that. Right, right, right. But, you know, very fortunate that I got to go out to the uh, Caterpillar corporate training facility where they have... Every piece of equipment, underneath the son that, <laughs> right. that like a, a big kid like me would just like, holy cow! Like the candy car. <laughs> yeah. All this at my disposal. It's like, yeah, like now.
0: Now, is the dozer like the ultimate like pusher,
1: or is it just the that one? It was just so big, it was fun to be in. I mean, it's as that's as big as they make the D11. uh The thing is, over two hundred thousand pounds, right, is what it weighs. About eight hundred and fifty horsepower and the blade on it is like taller than you 18 feet wide like 20 foot you know not 20 foot tall but probably 10 foot tall yeah i was running a d9 for a few hours just pushing dirt and that thing pulls up next to me and i'm like oh (laughs) why am i not in that (laughs) like a a nine is a big machine it's a huge and then 11 pulls up and it's like it towers over it and i'm like gee whiz and those machines are made for big mines. Yeah, yeah. Coal mines and, you know, whatever. Big terraforming. Yeah. So I doubt it's a daily seller, <laughs> especially at a price tag of $3 million. So, yeah.
0: uh <laughs> Well, with those big mines,
1: $3 million is just the average cost yeah, of and I mean, they're, you know... They have it all calculated out. They know my, how many millions they're making every so many days or whatever. Right. So it, it justifies it very fast. Right. Uh, they introduced me to Cat 3D Grade. Oh. Uh, which was pretty next level because i went there for the site walk and they're like all right will you send us your your files of your jumps and we'll put them in 3d grade and i was like we use a tape measure and, <laughs> and a hammer and there's no USB
0: port for my brain yeah, here I don't, <laughs> I don't
1: have that as they like, most time i get drawings on a napkin from travis and it's like yeah. this is what i want and i'm like okay i just i know how to translate it so i do use google sketchup which yeah, is you yeah. know a free 3d cad thing yep yeah. And i've drawn some tracks and jumps and stuff like that and it's super good to get to show someone the basic of what it is and kind of calculate a footprint of where it fits um and you could take the time to exactly draw it you know the radiuses and everything but um it just gets the idea right so i i sent the the drawings to him there's a lot of back and forth all right this works uh could we do something different here 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 because on a video production, uh, what most people wouldn't know, you know, on a track, you you build a track to to ride fun, to flow good, you know. Some people want big air, some people don't, whatever. With a video production, it's, what does the camera want to see? Right, what's well, going to be in the shot? It's, it's purely like, what do you want the vehicle to do? How high do you want it to go? You know, do you want to see the vehicle working, not working, whatever. So with all that in mind, then they come back to me, all right, we want to see this, this, and this. So they draw out some jumps. I send them to them. Well, their earthworks side, which is part of the 3D grade, they convert it and put it on a map that with is, all the GPS coordinates that is and Of everything. the area, yeah. they go out and they GPS the whole land, and then they just set it on top of it. So I got there, and they they had a a, a fair portion of the dirt moved. They introduced me to in 3D grade right away. Right away, and they're like, "All right, you go up to here, zoom around on the screen." here's some some dirt hills we're, we're going to put you on. And um, they're like, you know, you have to be an operator. You have to be able to get the dirt You have to be able close. to move the truck,
0: the, the, the
1: machinery around. And, yeah, and, and, get and no, you got to be able to blade the dirt in where it needs to be. But once it gets in with so many tents, you just hit the auto button, and you can watch the screen. It The blade will drop to auto. Yeah. And no matter what the machine does, the blade is keeping it Perfectly. at that grade. That's crazy. And so, like, being an operator, like – Like a flat floor like a football stadium i could get it pretty close pretty darn close it would take time because you gotta go back and forth and feel high spots low spots Mm -hmm. get out look at it you can back up you can hit autos and it will cut exactly that that's crazy so it just it amplifies the time like tenfold and it's they're really big on um relaxing the operator right because if you're going to be in a machine for eight ten twelve fifteen hours a day you know, it it doesn't seem hard just sitting there moving joysticks all day. It'll but wear there's you. There's a out. lot of mental things of like up here, down here, up here, downhill, here. and you're just back and forth, back and it's forth. It's that constant stress of of trying and, to navigate. Yeah, and it 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 wears on you. Yeah. You know, at the end of a day of just grading something all day long and no assistance whatsoever, and not even grade stakes or someone checking grade. You know,
0: and, but, and the old days where there was no AC and there was no tinted windows yeah. and there was no
1: airflow and you know yeah. all that no stuff. No radio or no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're they're big on operator comfort. Yeah. Because operator comfort brings efficiency. So you know, Caterpillar is.
0: Now the last dozer that I I, I was in pushing stuff around on, and I don't do it a lot, but like the last one I was in, the there was just a hard seat on a hard bench. Like, <laughs> yeah. are, are they moving up to a, like air ride and stuff now or? So.
1: Nearly every every dozer I got in out there has heated or AC ventilated seat in it. Oh shoot! You don't no more swamp. No more swamp. Oh man! I mean, (laughs) a cab alone with AC is nice, but then I see the seat and the little blue light on. I was like, no way! I was like, I was kind of waiting for this to happen. Yeah. There it is, and now. I'll go back to Pastrana land and get on our... <laughs> get on ni- the website and start ordering? <laughs> our 94 model D3 that's open cab and be like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to work on that Caterpillar sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it was definitely a, a lot of fun. Everyone there is amazing people. Uh, I shot some ideas around of just what I... You know, kind of see and think of the future. There's a big demand for trade skills in the country, right? Um, you can't go anywhere without seeing a help wanted sign, right? And there's a, a big need for trade skills. You know, HVAC, plumbers, electricians, construction, equipment operators, everywhere they need help, right? And I'd, I would love to figure out a way to work with Caterpillar and other companies as far as just raise awareness, right? And especially younger generations or anybody watching or listening, you know, whether you're in a current job and not happy and you want to find something new or you're younger and you know kind of looking at jobs and careers uh definitely look into trades you can go into it uh learn a lot it's hands-on it's very rewarding like for me like dirt work you go out in a flat field and whether you're cutting ditches or building a track you basically take it from a drawing to your head through the controls and you back up and it's all done it's like molding it out of clay like it's very rewarding and the, the thing that a lot of people don't realize that about trade work is that there's
0: a real um tangible benefit to being done at the end of the day oh for sure like i come from the it industry and stuff where like your prod your projects just never ever oh, end yeah and no matter how much work and how many hours you put in overnight like you work a 20 hour day yep. no matter what you do it's never going to be done and you're in, in the stress level that goes with that it's horrible yeah and at the end of the day of a tradesman right like the works done and yeah. you go home
1: yeah when the, when the job's done okay we go clock in on another job you know it's right. kind of like a reset yep every time and the is job a little bit different so yeah there's always a little bit of variance uh you can go through trade schools and stuff like that and you can come out far faster far less debt right and be financially ahead far faster than most that would take a, a longer College path. And if you get into like
0: most uh, local businesses and stuff, you can get an apprenticeship like started before you even get into school and oh, in already sure. halfway there. For sure. in that way, when you go to school, you're already making money paying off the bills, and by yeah. the time you get out of college, you're certified, you're paid off, and you're making money.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, that's a message I want to get across. But the second half of that message is all the current people do- that are doing the trades, operators, stuff like that. Need to back down and be more welcoming to new people, because <laughs> I get and it new,
0: and new lifestyles, yes. and new personalities. I, I get
1: it. You're good at what you do. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome, and I'm I'm pumped for you. There's operators that are probably ten times better than me, but if there's a newcomer that wants to come in and learn, be willing to help them learn, right? Because. Y- you're going to want to retire one day yeah and someone's going to have to take your place they're not trying to take your place right out of the gate by no means but they want to learn they want to be as good as you right so share the knowledge you right. know I mean help help each other out that's all well, I mean it's life just help each other out if the whole country would help each other out. We'd be in a lot better place.
0: Yeah, if we were just be good and do good, you know. Yeah,
1: and treat people how you want to be treated, and you know that's that's simple. <laughs> it's simple,
0: simple, but it's very hard when your ego's bigger than
1: your brain. Yeah, yeah, well, and I mean, there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> we're all guilty of it at times. That, that's all. That's really all there is to it. Um, but. It is what
0: it is. So how's uh, how's life with uh, Pastrana Land and Nitro Circus going and all that? I know Travis has, has been doing a lot of the rally car stuff recently and, yeah. and with Subaru and all that. Um, what, what's the environment at, at Pastrana Land and what's going on? What do you guys got on the books?
1: Well, uh, Pastrana Land is, you know, it is what it is. It's a shop with property and bikes and everything in there and i maintain it and kind of keep it up and running and you guys just did a pick the like a the third series of a uh pit bike race over there we did you? that that was uh we filmed that back in may okay and you know with filming that kind of stuff it's very quiet yeah it because it can't get out before it's out <laughs> right um you know we we talk you know we're gonna have pit bike races it's it's very closed you know teams are set invited stuff like that locations are set and then you know i fully built the track at Land with the, the help of zach and a couple really really good local friends uh we had a round at kevin windham's house in mississippi so him and his guys built that and then ryan ryan sipes house in kentucky so him and his brother built that so it was three races three locations in 10 days um oh it was in 10 days yeah i didn't realize that and then it's filmed in 10 days, and the biggest reason they do that is Nitro is a production company, right. along with stunts and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, on a production side of it, you're you're bringing in these camera operators. You're hiring a whole team around the whole. Concept. So you you try to limit how long right. that you have to pay them. Um. And they they're <laughs> not that they're being cheap. no, but no just to be an efficient company. It's <laughs> not yeah, it's it's all about efficiency. Like these a camera operator. And his equipment, you know, they they pay the guy and they rent his equipment. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah, it's extremely expensive. So they limit it out to ten days. And most of all, those kind of people are private contractors. They're job per job. They know what they're getting into. And you also and, want to
0: keep them the same people, site to site, so that it looks the same. Oh, and, of course, and all that.
1: And you want the same people running everything because they all have the vision that goes across. Right. So it, it it works very well. But that's they cram it in ten days and partly scheduling like some riders were riding pro nationals some riders were doing other things and you got camera people in production and you have to move everything so it's easier just to keep it cluttered up and move it all and then we're done right. instead of do it and then try to regather everybody a couple weeks later it, it just makes it very hard prep is the the thing that takes the longest. Yeah, they. Uh, they spend a lot of time scheduling and all this kind of stuff because you had so many personalities and different angles that you yeah. bring people in on and, and the, the schedules alone like travis's schedule is is very booked um because everybody asked me what is he what, what is he doing what's he doing i was like well rally is number one he's subaru's number one driver in america oh okay for american rally which is stage rally which is gravel roads through the woods each stage is roughly eight to fifteen miles, and you're racing the clock. Right. So it's start point, go. Whoever does it the fastest wins that that stage. You move on, and there'll be anywhere from ten to fifteen stages in a weekend, but they'll crown them in two days. So he's at a rally right now in the Northeast. Last I looked uh, last night, he was running fourth in times. He was 19 seconds behind the leader. Holy cow! And he's fourth. So the top five is within a 30-second right. time frame. Right. Uh, that's insane. And the top two were within, like, a second and a half. Yeah. So they're all just spot-on, right. amazing drivers. It's basically whoever makes the first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what it is. Wh- whoever flinches. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's what he's doing. But then he's also a large part of Nitro Rally Cross. Right. Which is – it's – I think, like, 20% pavement, the rest of it's dirt. And we're setting them up at different current off-road tracks, like ERX. Okay. There'll be one there. Uh, I'm really pushing them to have a UTV Pro class. That'd be fun. Just one. That'd be fun. Uh, Just to kind of break it up. Yep. And I think it'll be kind of an invite, maybe, qualifier weekend before. Because this is a live show. We have his class, which is supercars. Those cars, there's only 10 of those cars in the world. Uh, <laughs> right. They're probably pushing about half a million a piece. Yeah. Um, four-cylinder Subaru pushing seven, 800 horsepower, something like that.
0: So all you kids out there with little Subaru bangers and realizing that they could be a half-million-dollar car. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you think you're spending a lot now? <laughs> no, no. But they have supercar class, and then they have the lights class, which oh, okay. is more of a spec car. Right. They're all the same. Where the supercars, they they are all off of base guidelines, but they are different manufacturers and stuff. Right. And they're truly race-built. Like, you'll take a Subaru, they'll pull it apart, it's a shell, then they'll cage it, then they'll brace it, and then they'll basically put it all back together. Right. The whole thing's based around the frame. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Nitro Rallycross starts September 25 weekend. So, it'll go, that's at Utah. That track's already there because they've raced there two years in a row, and they leave the track because they don't need to move it, like the facility doesn't. And that's at the Utah Motorsports Complex right outside of Salt Lake. So that's September 25 weekend. October 2nd weekend is the RX, the following weekend. And they're back-to-back, which makes it hard for us that are helping with track. Right. Right. Um, But those tracks are already there. So it's mostly just prep it, you know, get dust control and all that kind of stuff. ERX people, Andy and those guys up there are unreal. They've already built the track. It was a Pro Four, Pro Two track. Oh, okay. And all they did was make the landings longer. Yeah. You know, just more forgiving for a car. A little flatter for the car. Yeah. And so he's uh, Travis went out there and tested that with the Subaru team. Uh, just to make sure the track can get to where they needed it to get to. And then do some car testing also to see what's going on. So that's back-to-back weekends.
0: Now, do you have to leave, like, from the event early to go handle the other one? Or do you kind of have the ability to just complete the entire
1: thing and then jump out and go? On, On those two, since the track's already there, basically probably fly Sunday night arrive Monday morning and start working on ERX as far as getting compaction, dust control, stuff like that. And then there's, I think, November time frame is uh, Wild Horse Pass in Arizona. Okay. Where's that we, out of? Uh, it's just south of Phoenix. Okay, yep. And that track is currently closed. It was a Pro 2, Pro 4 track, but we'll change it. We'll use what's there but change some things Right. for Rallycross. Then, from the schedule, I believe the following weekend it goes to Glen Helen, okay, which they'll they'll edit and change that Pro2 pro4 track and then the last round is at the firm in Florida in December. Uh, And it's it kind of you kind of edit for the cars, but it's already there So when you go to an established track
0: right and they put a ton of money and time into making these things What they want it to be right Mm -hmm. and lots of input over the races people say change that do this And then you come in and 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 totally reshape half the track or whatever the case is Do you take like notes of like how it was before and then have to put it back or what's the process there of Transforming a track. I mean how often
1: are they doing that in the first place? Yeah, like the Pro Two, Pro Four tracks, they they kinda are what they are. They'll change things here and there to make it the best racing, the best flow they possibly can. And then we come in there and yeah, I mean Screw it, it all up and then s- Screw <laughs> it all up. Take away all their compaction and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But we do put it back to where it was. Okay. Um as far as like we can't roll it in and get it as hard as it was, but it'll be all the same shapes and then it just takes time to, to get it all slicked off where they wanted it, so yeah, we all, we always put it back. Um, I work with one guy that has a big contract with some some live shows, and they do he, they actually do like turf and football fields. Oh, right. This guy does. So they'll have the contract to come in and pull up all the turf, and take a loader in there, and they'll skim it right off, throw it in dump trucks, and then the next company will lay it all down. And some of these sites, uh, their specialty is they they bring in everything, put on a big show, like they did stuff for the Super Bowl. Okay. And um, when they leave, it's like it was never there. Right. That's literally what they're good at. So that's of what we do is make it make it look like we were never there so when you like what we should be doing on the trails (laughs) like with our trash that's right make it look like you were never there like a little bit of dust bit of tracks is fine but pick up your bottles and your cans
0: oh good lord and if you're going to be stunting or climbing or rolling or whatever just Think about what's in your car. I,
1: I actually saw one of the guys over there that did his little cartwheel on the jump race yesterday. He had, I, a, he had I a whole over, buffet of things on the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went and picked up all his Coca-Colas and put them back in his cooler, and they, they come off the track. And uh, about an hour or so later, he was back over there as his, his machine, and it was kind of tweaked up a little bit. And he kind of looked kind of down. And I said, like, man, it, it's mostly cosmetic. Yeah. I was like, if you take it apart, put it back together, it'll be pretty darn good. I said most people are always looking at an aftermarket cage, anyways, just because of styling. He's like, you know, actually, I was just thinking about getting a cage. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe we uh, should have done that
0: before you went on a so, rally course.
1: <laughs> so he he, he he was okay with that, but I I saw him just chuck two coke bottles on the ground. Oh man! Like they were all shook up, and he I didn't I didn't really see, but I just saw him fall on the ground. And he just kept on messing with stuff, and he he kind of looked around, and I said, Are you really gonna? Just thought I was on the ground. Oh, well, you straight up called them out. Oh yeah, I mean like, because <laughs> uh, I'm thinking that's why people complain right you know that's that's just the start of it i just don't understand the mentality of and he was like oh it. oh well, well they just fell out of my cooler when i was looking at it yeah i'm like well they kind of hooked kind of far that was a so. <laughs> that was a funny
0: little uh, jaunt they took yeah so <laughs> but anyway. no that's an important message i mean we're talking about these trails out here like these trails didn't even exist until they came in and, and reshaped this this used to be actually uh, a coal mine okay right and they and they it was completely stripped bare mm-hmm. this whole mountainside this, this used to be a mountain and then no longer a mountain here uh, because they mined it out okay (laughs) so so they they came in years ago and and started redeveloping and terraforming and and planting and and all that stuff and then they built this whole trail system that didn't exist right like there's a bunch of outlaw trails throughout virginia and all that stuff but there was no official trails and so they came in and built these trails they got them you know they worked with the state and the local governments and all that to do it and then you know why would we ruin such an amazing resource by just leaving our trash out there, or if we roll it or whatever, and everything falls out? Why would we just
1: leave it there? Yeah, I I don't fully understand that. Um, I don't, I I watch the pages and stuff like that, the little YouTube pages here and there, and, and and comment where I can help. Yeah. Um, usually, if it's under ten comments, because if it's over that, it's usually so far off subject <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs>
0: anymore. <get> buried.
1: <laughs> but uh. There was there was a couple on tra- a couple recently about Tackett Creek, which is kind of just north of Royal Blue Brimstone area. Okay. And a awesome place. It it's pretty technical riding, like straight up wall climbing up hills and stuff right. like that. And there was there was an issue about gates in oh. certain areas and stuff like that, and people were going going around this gate and this and leaving trash and stuff like that. And this one guy that um, I've seen his name numerous times. And he's just a trail riding, he just loves trail riding, right. you know, and he's just put out the message like, hey, you know, if it's if it's not on a map and it's gated, stay off and, you know, pick up your trash. You know, right. it was a far longer paragraph, but <laughs> in short, that's really what the message was. What it came was. down to. And there was people arguing it. and really? they're like they're like, oh, well, you know, those trails have been there a long time. And I'm like, well, I'm just thinking, well, they may have been there a long time. But Tackett Creek has only really been open to the public, mapped wise and stuff like that, probably four or five years. I mean, yes, it was... So it's still fairly new. It was ridden by the locals, and it may be locals that that don't like the gates. It may not be. I don't know. Um, Locals, they get offended when things happen. They don't take change well, either. Well, everyone (laughs) takes offended when things happen, and if they're blamed, that's just... You know right nature and how it is but um you know it it, it's hard to say who's really doing it it doesn't really matter who's doing it no it doesn't matter who's you know it who commonly does it It, just don't do it like yeah and (laughs) we've we've
0: had this conversation before with like the guys down in utah and moab and all that stuff where you know people do these obstacles and they don't even think about what's in their car and then when it falls out they don't take the time to even will even see if it's fallen out and uh, pick up after themselves. And then, you know, in like Utah, one of the biggest problems is that people defacing the rocks and, you know, the natural landmarks and all that. It's like, yeah. you're, you're you're lucky to even be there and the ability to take these machines over these things. Yeah. Why would you screw it up by carving your name into
1: something that can't be replaced? Yeah, ri- riding, off-road riding as a whole is a privilege. Yeah it's truly a privilege it it's not owed to nobody and the government can straight shut land down if they feel that it's not going the right direction private parks same way like you know what it's it's going the wrong direction we'll just shut it down right like in in all reality reality that the government like they don't need to open trail systems they they really don't um they're doing it to to be friendly for everybody but they don't have to and private parks are kind of the same way i mean they they operate off of the off-road community but at the end of the day like they don't have to be open and i think we all all of us need to just remember that like it's a privilege to go out and ride for sure
0: so yeah the 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 thing about like like private parks right you get connected to the community the people that work there yeah um and so you have this like moral obligation to be good to the park because you know the people doing it, right? And you go out to a public park, you go to a public lands and there's that, that personal connection's not there and so people lose that sense of responsibility. Yeah. And the, the important thing is that this is something that we all share together. Yeah. You know, that personal connection to that people that work that worked at that park it should be the same as the people that your tax dollars pay to maintain these
1: trails and keep things yeah. open and it, it and it's always on on the pages whatever you read it's always a back and forth the outer towners say oh well the, the locals caused that and then the locals say no it's the outer towners that caused that right it's irrelevant it doesn't matter who did it let's just try to be more friendly to the whole riding situation pick up your trash don't go where you're not supposed to go that's a and big just have thing fun. that's, that's a, all that's a big thing that go don't go where you're not supposed
0: to go. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that that one mistake could be a potential big repercussion down the line no. of of not only local government, but no. that could have been private land, and then that landowner no. says no, and he's right in the middle of the trail. Yeah, you know all sorts of different stuff. So yeah,
1: so like we don't need to pass the blame game. It doesn't matter. It's no. irrelevant. It no. happened fix it yeah yeah it's really that simple and it goes back <laughs> to
0: what we were saying earlier just be good do good make the right choice treat treat it how you want it if it was yours yeah and and, and just be the good person on it you don't have to be the the wild child of the group and, and prove to your buddy that you can do something and yeah. you know that's a lot of times what it is right do, like we do that, on your own. <laughs> do that on your
1: own property and if you don't have property we'll go get some and do it on your own you know, that, that's really that simple um but yeah i mean i don't think it's i don't think it's a lot to ask right but sometimes it seems like it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's very strange. But going back to the Nitro, so the, ra- the Rallycross is going um, starting mid-end September. Nitro Live shows, the Nitro Live shows start here in about two weeks. And they've got 30 shows around the country. 30 shows? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. And um, How many people are involved in those shows? I don't know what level of show this is. The big show, um, I think this is like kind of a mid scale show. Still all the same stuff, just kind of shrunk down a little bit yep. for cost. Um, as far as like true employees of a show between backstage, in stage, all that kind of stuff, I bet there's over 60 something people at 30 shows
0: <laughs> um, i mean we shoot we do this show here we fly halfway all the way across the country hmm. to make this happen and we have you know 12 people or whatever i can't yeah. imagine plus because we just fly ourselves with our bags like when there's not yeah. a trailer there's not a i mean that's a lot
1: of stuff yeah. and people and logistics i think this show series there's probably six semis really of stuff uh ramp ramps, ramps and landings, equipment, vehicles bikes contraptions you know all that kind of stuff and um, contraptions—that's a special category. I like that category. Yes, <laughs> you got the tricycles, uh, the recliner, the rocking horse—you know, all the stuff that goes down the ramp. Super cool. That's probably my favorite part. I mean, the freestyle is awesome, but to see those different little kind of contraptions and toys go flying through the air that that's that's awesome it's always good to see a
0: (laughs) a recliner go down a mega oh (laughs) yeah
1: that's that's amazing but that starts here pretty soon so that'll uh what are what are some of the main uh destinations for that uh i know it's going to nashville because i've had numerous people message me wanting tickets and i have nothing to do with the live show uh (laughs) so you can't get tickets from (laughs) Hubert. i i purely help travis and take care of Pastrana Land, and I'm a personality for Nitro Circus when needed. That's where, that's where I stand. <laughs> Hubert, <Like>, we <laughs> always need you. Uh, well, I thank you, but I can't <laughs> get your tickets. I don't, I'm sorry. Uh, it's funny, I actually sold a used set of tires to a guy back in the winter through Facebook Marketplace, and n- never met the guy in my life and um, that's a good way to meet celebrities
0: we <laughs> just yeah. go find out I where they're selling
1: at, stuff. i met him at the local dealer and the tires had a couple hundred miles on but they were still in good shape uh just didn't need them you just broke them in and uh yeah and i met him up there and uh there's a lot of people that message me back and forth they don't even look look it up they just right. okay this is what i want that's some guys selling something some people um recognize, the recognize name. recognize it some people don't whatever and this guy, he, rec- he recognized it, and I met him at the local dealership, and we traded our, made our exchange and uh, went our way. Literally, maybe two weeks ago, show's coming near his house. Hey, man, I was going to see if you can give me some tickets. I'm like, I don't even know you. I had to look back through their messages. And I'm like, I sold you a used set of tires. You had to figure out what, how this yeah. guy was. Yeah, I sold you a used <laughs> set of tires, but now you want Nitro Circus tickets. Like, <laughs> come on, man, really? And uh, I was like, man, I. I have- you
0: just need to fill out a disclaimer form. Like, every time you interact with somebody, please sign this, signature <laughs> yeah. that, and leave me alone. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I mean, I, I get it. You know, it's cool and it's fun and all that kind of stuff. But, like, just to be honest, I have nothing to do with live shows. Um, I mean, if I wanted to go, I could call and, like, I could get there, but I can't bring other people. Like, that's did how they, they make did they
0: money. they give you, like, a 10% discount on the tickets getting in? You know,
1: what, <laughs> you know what's funny? I have to buy my clothes, like nitro clothes and stuff like oh, that. Oh, because that's probably separate, right? It, well, it's the same but separate. It's same because it has the name on it. Right. That's really about it. That's about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've sent a message. I said, hey, if you're sending some shirts and stuff like that, they're like, oh, we'll just... Uh, just here's a discount code right. and run it through the site, and then it'll go through. I'm like, okay. We'll, we'll put you on the influencer program. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, I, I've went online and bought, like, four or five shirts that I thought were pretty cool. And, right. you know, it, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> 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 so, because I, uh, I, I could, being part of that. I, d- it, I just, I have, a, I think
0: some of us that don't understand how this all works. Like, they, they envision Travis over there packing a shirt in a bag and putting the postage on it and shipping it out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there may have been a time where that happened, but that's been a long time ago.
1: There is, because I do keep a a handful of his jerseys that they sell. Right. Like, you can just buy his jersey. It won't be signed, but you will right. you can buy it. Sometimes they'll announce they'll have him come to the office and they'll sign 50 of them. Right. So I keep... We we each have little lockers at the shop, so I'll keep ten or so in there, just for that case. Like if he he'll hey man do, do you have a jersey I can sign? I need to send it to wherever. Right, because he's out there doing whatever he's doing, and they're not the exact jersey that was with his gear. But you know people love the jerseys, so I I do keep a couple for that kind of stuff. But it's not like. They're just sitting around in boxes everywhere. Now,
0: now let's not lie. We know that you wear them around the house no, and in no. bed and No.
1: And no. <laughs> I'm sure some people do, it's not me. I could care less. He's a he's a great friend, uh great person to work with, but I'm not wearing his clothes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just want Travis to come out with his own underwear and uh, have his face there.
0: <laughs> Ethica
1: does have like I think 1.99 underwear, or they did a limited oh. run. They had Valentino Rossi underwear. Oh. And oh, wow! They sent they sent it they sent it to all the people that they kind of work with, and right. they sent one to the shop, and it was in like a pizza box with Valentino's <laughs> cartoon face on it, and I you know open the box i saw it and i just i leave everything on the corner workbench that comes there for him and he doesn't even check it half the time i'm like hey look at this stuff see if you want anything or throw it away or whatever and uh he looked at the pizza box he just like (laughs) he's like and he just left it he's like i guess you don't want to wear another guy's face on you yeah especially on your underwear yeah that could come across a little strange i think Well, that's what makes it fun, right? Yeah, well, (laughs) I guess. Uh, I got a lot of, okay. That's enough.
0: I got way too much injury. So I want to know,
1: like, I'm not an interweb surfer like you by no means. Like, I don't, I probably only use, like, 20% of what my phone can really do. Like, social media, I Google, like, how to fix some things if I can't fix it, and I use text and call. Like, that's really about all I use, you know, the calendar or something like that. But you must be some kind of internet connoisseur because you're pulling up these... These patent photos and stuff like that <laughs> and these drawings. I don't know where you would even begin to find that kind of stuff. Like are you you got an inside with like the patent office or something like that? Well,
0: you know, I, I I put a bug in the government office of patents and uh, anytime they talk I have I have Siri queued up to it, right? And okay. anytime they say Polaris, Can Am, whatever, Siri ch- tells me
1: and then I go and listen in. That's what and i do. just can. the way they listen to us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You listen to them, yep. but strictly on power sports U T V they're listening to everything. Technology is amazing.
0: You can get down to like even the color of the vehicle. Okay. Yeah, yeah green right. UTV. Green and UTV. And then, and then Kawasaki pops up. Okay. Yep. okay.
1: Yep. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I was kind of wondering how you found all these things, and uh, I guess being very technical it, that helps.
0: Yeah. You know, the, the amazing thing is that uh, we live in a country of uh, legalism, and so <laughs> and uh, and so there's processes to cover your butt on a lot of things, yeah. and
1: uh, there's some side there's some side effects to that. So legal until jailed that it's not it's legal until it's not yeah okay <laughs> i see your little drawings here and there and i'm like wow this this guy does his research yeah, like there's you know i'm i'm a
0: curious guy and and really what it comes down to is passion oh I'm. Right you know like i a little kid who is into a video game hmm. right like let's just say fortnite xbox whatever they're going to know everything about that the characters names down to like the different colors and changes that they do over time and Mm -hmm. and they're going to get excited about it they're going to look forward to it they're going to you know come press you to pay for the upgrade or whatever the case is uh that's me but in big sized things like i just get so excited and i nerd out on these things and i and i want to know why the 2020 can am are are is different from the canon or R from the 2021 rr like i want to know the difference i want to know why i want to know and even to the point of i want to know why the decision was made like that stuff just gets i geek out on it like i want to know it all and i and the thing is is that my passion while extreme to some level uh to another person is super, super interesting and informative. And so that's what I'm trying to do is just translate that passion and information that other people otherwise would not have uh, about our industry that's essentially still birthing. Like it, we're, we're in, this, in this process of becoming, you know, an infant to a toddler. And, yeah. and this off-road industry of UTVs and, and ATVs and all that is really going through just a huge genesis of transformation. Um, and, and when it gets to that level, uh, like you take cars, for example, right? Like back in the day, people were super interested in cars. Like the, the old timers would build their hot rods and have a car club and, yeah. and all that no. because they were super passionate about something. Yeah, they had, they went from, they get, came from back from war or they, or they were part of something and they needed to get an escape. And then they got real passionate about it no. and then they dove all in no. and that's, what's happening with off road now and that's what's happened with me. And that's why I never want to have a desk job again, because I found that next thing. Yeah. And uh, and there's a lot of people that have that passion. They just don't know how to they're not technically equipped. They're not, you know, uh, proficient in, you know, understanding how things come together and all that. And, and really what it comes down to is I want to be able to know it myself, yeah. but then I want to help other people understand it. Yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to the next season of content that's going to be coming through my desk is that I'm literally looking forward to this is a cool thing, whether yeah. that be an upgrade, a car, or whatever. Mm. Here's why it's interesting and why you should consider it when your next time you're going to buy. Yeah. And then let me show you what it's capable of. Yeah so that's really exciting and that's why i do what i do and and i'm not out to hurt people i'm not out to like damage anybody's uh um, oh, reputation sure. or and and there was a post a while back where it's like you know there, there i may have let some photos out that may not have been supposed to have gotten out and and honestly it, it, all truth straight up you know that was a mistake by accident like it was yeah. it was not intentional to be wrong in that situation yeah um but uh, what it comes down to is the consumer is so hungry for this information hmm. and yep. there's nobody really providing a concise way of consuming that information.
1: No, I mean, a hundred percent and photos and stuff like that, like the OEMs can say what they say and like, oh, it wasn't supposed to get out, but... Somebody was, made it. Somebody was put it, it out there. Was it, was it secretly like a little nudge to get buzz? Right. The the car companies do that. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll leak something vague, whatever, and then it will disappear. But it was enough to get people talking. Right. Enough people getting interested. So, you know, who's to say? You know, so, just so everybody... That's, under- it, that's
0: irrelevant. So, everybody always says, well, they gave you that to post. It's like, no, that's not how it works. But at the same time, there is... In the automotive world, there are some on-purpose mistakes yeah. that do happen. So, uh, just for clarification, that's not what happened with me. It just, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. It,
1: it, it is what it is. But it, it's super interesting to where uh, to what's to come and where it's going. Right. Um, And I I look at, like, the patents you were saying. Like, I
0: look at the Yamaha patents that that we found and the trailing arm upgrades and the shock upgrades. And, you know, they're not going to come out with a dual shock, king shock, external bypass (laughs) setup like the patents show for the consumer. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. But it's super
1: interesting. Oh, for sure. And maybe they're they're, um, just kind of blocking saving for future.
0: Exactly. Well, I Um, think what they're doing is they're they're trying to uh, protect their investments into their racing programs, into their athletes, into their their core business of um, generating performance parts and all that stuff, right? Like you can't, when you're at a corporate level, you have to protect every little
1: dollar that you put into it, and that's how they do it. Yeah, it's far more than just build a machine and sell it. Um, There's way more into it than that on their levels, of course. Right and you know funny you go back to the patent thing right quick so i grew up racing motocross and stuff like that and then the i started racing roughly 2000 range that's when i had the money to buy my own bike and and kind of learned that racing isn't a club that you got to sign up for and hopefully they pick (laughs) you it's just if you have the money in the bike and we'll pay for it you can race you can do it it's really that simple uh early on Honda on their motocross bikes they patented the routing of the front brake line oh right so it went from you know master cylinder straight down the fork slid behind the fork straight to the caliper they patented the routing so every other manufacturer had to take the brake line straight down the fork under the fork and then back up to the caliper that was the common first thing you know people would change but they were smart enough to like no, we designed it. We own it. Right, and now I mean, well, since then it's ran out. But you know that's just what you're saying: protecting an idea and really right. capitalizing on it for as long as they possibly can. And I mean, it goes down to,
0: and, and it can it can benefit, it can also harm. Yeah. And we look at some of the the kerfluffle that's happened with like the, the Gordon and Textron stuff, and or Arcticat, and and some of these other things, where. That approach has gone a little bit too far mm-hmm. in its aggressiveness, and has actually reduced the aftermarket. Yeah, it has reduced yeah. the the dealer sales, and it has reduced the yeah. actual
1: consumption of that product. Yeah, because there, I mean, I I've you know had numerous conversations with with am and you know just my thoughts on you know recreational and stuff like that. I, they've got professionals. But I'm also in in the field, right. and Deal with a lot of different people and stuff like that, and um, I have had a lot of conversations in that area right there. It's like you got to cater one area, even though you may not be comfortable, right? To kind of get them back because, I, like I feel, people buy a new machine or UTV. Um, for ver- there's a, uh, just a small list of reasons. Either the friends haven't, they've seen what it'll do. It could, so they kind of go that route because they can share parts, right? Just in case. Yep. And they may not drift a different way because either the friends don't have it, or they've never messed with it, or they never drove it. So, you know, that's why the experience, like here, where you can go and demo something. It, it's a, super cool because you actually, I mean, it's not like riding one all day, but you get a general feel of it. Like, okay, I, I kind of like this. I don't really like this. You know. that you know That's so why I'm a big advocate for dealers that have test tracks or whatever you know. in the back that they let you go ride on. You know.
0: Yeah, they're not going to build you a jump. They're not going to build you a hill climb. But it at least gives you seat time to you know. really actually start to hear the squeaks, feel the turn, see how it handles, and, you know. and get more
1: familiar with it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've shared that information, and I'm sure they know that. In, in every way, uh, probably more technical than the way I say it. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, these are just the reasons that I feel people, you know, go a certain route with a machine. And I will say that, like, I've had numerous buddies swap to a Can-Am since they've drove one of my machines. Right. And I, I don't even say anything. I was like, all right, just drive it. Yeah. And your car's not uh, like a super custom build or anything. No, I mean, my Hammers car is built safety spec wise and tougher but the rest of the cars are they're stock with bolt-on stuff right uh, like roof and bumpers and you know shock therapy spring kit and stuff like that but you know they're they're stock cars and the first usually the first thing is like oh well i don't I, you know i i can't see and i'm like, well stop 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 i was like all right let's just think about this for a minute it's like you're sitting in a sports car you look across the hood right and I was like, you sit in other ones, and you're a little more sitting upright, so you're kind of looking down on the hood. I was like, but if we pulled a tape measure, you're literally probably only losing about a foot of clearance, of truly visual clearance. You shouldn't be looking right there anyways. <laughs> you should be looking 5, 8, 10, you know, 20, 100 feet out. Rock crawling, I get it. You're trying to see a little bit further it doesn't matter if you could see right in front of the bumper it's not going to change how you're driving right i mean it'll help you move your tires but you just need to focus a little bit further when That's i just a different style yeah and so when i explain that they're like oh well, well you're right that kind of makes sense then they'll go out and drive it and i was like all right before you even drive just pay attention to how it leaves you know i'm, I'm just kind of hinting on the things that i think they accelerate in right and um They'll go out and drive, and they come back, and they they give usually pretty positive feedback. Like, I, I really like this. I like this. I, I don't really know about this. I'd probably have to grow on me, but it's just try. Yeah. You know, and that's why the demo program is so great with – I mean, and all the manufacturers do it. You just have to find where they're going to be at. Where they're going to be at. And unfortunately, they're
0: not all – like super gung ho to go to every show, and not every show can handle all the OEs. Yeah. So it is it is kind of a a, a game of of chicken of trying to figure out where they're going to be and, and where you can get to and and all that. But like you know you, you come here and, and a lot of people say you know this car is not as fast, not as powerful, whatever the case is. You know. And but you don't really know how that applies until you can go to an event like this yeah. and realize you don't need 200 horsepower. To ride a trail yeah right yeah. so and you don't necessarily need 72 inches
1: a 64 yeah. might do even better yeah and uh, i i actually 90 percent of th- the time i prefer a 64. and when the 64s first came out like in 2014 that thing's way too big That ain't <laughs> gonna fit anywhere <laughs> so
0: that's twice as wide as my 800 <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: that's way wider than my four-wheeler so i mean we all adapt of course right but it's 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 super awesome to see OEMs out there trying, and you know people actually get a chance to try everything. Because like, I've drove all the brands over the years, right. and they all have their goods, and they all have their. It might not agree with you the best. Right. You know, you, you pick what you like. Um. And that's why I like events like this one, like t- takeover events,
0: because not only are you here to go see the vendors you're at a destination mm-hmm. and you're here you're able to go ride and, and and actually experience something new and different and fresh or whatever or even if it's even if you're a local it's a different experience when you have hundreds of other buddies to do it with yeah and uh this isn't just a a, a horse
1: corral or something with a bunch of vendors in it <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. right like you don't just drive up no, walk it, around it, and go home it's
1: straight mountainside it's like you can <laughs> ride for you know, hundreds of miles and, yep. and make a, a massive loop. And we're actually going to do that today. I have I put out a post. You helped me put out a post. We're going to meet, you know, in a vendor area, Super ATV area, and probably leave here probably around like 11 o'clock or so and um, probably get with some local guys. I mean, I have GPS of, you know, all of the area, but I don't know what's good and what's not because right. I haven't never been here. Right. So uh, work with some of the guys you work with. Get a get a good guy that'll you know get us on a good loop yep. and hopefully we can get out away from the dust. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, the lead car will get away from well, the okay. dust. <laughs> I'm normally leader and I never really feel the dust, but well, I don't see, we think just that's going to happen today. We
0: just need you to lead the group ride in a water truck.
1: So I we like just need that. to get an off road
0: water truck. Yeah,
1: that, get some that. baffling in the water and, and get that thing off road. I, I had a guy over there tell me the other day that they they saw something on YouTube something overseas to where it was incredibly dry so they sent drones up to dump water no they sent drones up and some kind of did some kind of electric current shock and created a downpour rain what i don't know how true that is Hmm. but your tech your internet you (laughs) need to find this out because if that's true why is it so dusty? <laughs> we we just start creating lightning storms with drones, and we'll we'll make but, it happen. That I mean, they were 100% like real on. I'm like I. I'm not saying you're a liar, but I'm saying I don't, I'm saying that's kind of questionable <laughs> at best. It's a very imaginative story you've just told. Yeah, yes. I mean, I don't think a drone would go high enough, but you know. Well, the FAA whatever. might disagree with you on that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're they're all over if you go more than 300 feet. Yeah. Well, shoot, yeah, 10 feet in some
0: areas. Yeah. Um, all right. So you got your ride here. You got some more rides coming up. Where are you going,
1: and what kind? Where can people meet you to go ride with you? So I've. I'm almost positive I'm coming to take over out in southern Utah. Yeah. Come see you all again. Uh, I've heard that's an amazing event. I've been to the location. Awesome, awesome riding. You know, a wide range of riding. But I've heard the event is like next, next level. Yeah. Like, yeah. They've never seen anything like it over there. Like incredible amounts of people. We had it, the first year we were there was last
0: year. Okay. No advertising, no real pushes, no nothing, and it was already as big as one of our biggest events. So this year, with how much we're covering and doing, how much coverage I'm doing and how much we're putting out there and how big, we've already doubled Oregon. We've already doubled this one mm-hmm. uh, in Virginia. Uh, Oklahoma's expected to be double, and Hurricane is, is going to more than likely be more than double. Jeez. They, they actually expanded the parking lot where it's normally a load-out parking lot. Yeah. They almost doubled it, and some of that motivation was, holy cow, look how many people we can get here. And so Vendor rows going to be almost twice as big, and it was already huge. And you have the lake there you can go recreate at. You have the beach. You have you know uh slick rock to go crawl you have sand, red sand who goes who gets to go ride red sand every day yeah. except for the people that live there yeah uh and uh you got the epic views over i mean it's just an amazing place and you oh. can any type of riding you want it's there
1: by far it is an amazing place so uh so you're basically telling me that I've already missed out on every camp spot within a 40 minute drive. Camp.
0: I I found out <laughs> I found out this week that we sold out camping, and that place is huge for camping. Like there's tons of camping space, and we sold it out. Well, I guess I should have decided a little bit earlier. We'll, we'll get you, we'll get you a spot somewhere.
1: <laughs> we'll just park on the side of the road and camp. There's there's
0: this area over by the side of the
1: road with some dumpsters and stuff. There's a good spot right behind there. I mean, whatever. <laughs> that's what it takes. Uh, so definitely, you know try my hardest get out there the yep. following weekend is um glamis hollow halloween weekend halloween yeah. which is uh, you know basically the launch of dune season so if i'm out west might as well drift on down there yep. um see what's going on see if there's any new launches or anyone's launching any big dunes and you know definitely uh probably go see that while i'm out there that'll rally cross will be the following month so might go try to ride johnson valley or something like that get get some yeah. really early king of the Hammers pre-running. <laughs> we were talking before about how uh how
0: if you go to if you want to go ride that area you really have to like dirt <laughs> yeah
1: oh, you, you do Like if people up here really like mud yeah down there you really have to like dust and dirt <laughs> yeah so uh i know brimstone park in east tennessee they are going to have their um, fall event I think they'll release dates. I'm working with them on some, some other projects. Um, they're going to release dates probably next week or so. Okay. Uh, once that releases, I'll, I'll for sure be there, yep. part of that. Yeah. So that's, that's three. This is four. We'll probably put together some other rides if I'm driving. Back and forth across the country, trying to pick something new. I'd love to go hit Texas. I was gonna say uh, there
0: wasn't it on the, the little animation or something. Wasn't there something down central? Uh,
1: that's just a cartoon. Like, that's, <laughs> just because there's a dot there doesn't mean I'm going. Just because
0: it looks like a map doesn't it mean it's an accurate yeah, map. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a map,
1: but that that you can't pinpoint me to that location. Uh, I'd love to stop through Texas and hit some of the parks down there. Uh, there's the Uncharted. Um, Playgrounds and society parks, which Uncharted is, uh, Can-Am's kind of adventure portion. Okay. Of um, of riding, whether it's they've outfitters, been developing that a little bit more yeah, lately too. And it's um, it's, the I think the society side of it is like, outfitters where you can meet up with people that are guides and might have some vehicles you drive, and you know, if you don't have it, and you're trying to get into it. Um, and then the playgrounds are actually like parks. But they do have a, a fleet there that you could possibly rent if you need or whatever. So I definitely like to go connect with some of those. Um, I'd love to go hit the Ozarks and stuff like that. I went through there when I went across country, but that was in '17. Yeah. Uh, there's amazing riding there. It's just amazing riding everywhere. It's it's just hard to hit it all because usually there's a goal to get somewhere, <laughs> and there's usually a time frame of like, okay, I'm leaving Maryland, the events in Utah. It takes me exactly 40 hours to get there, so I have 45 hours to get there. Right. (laughs) So it's hard to make time to, to drive in between. Yeah, so I uh, might need to find a driver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think it's always good time to get out and ride, and especially with people that you don't know, and, and especially people that have a certain skill set that you don't have, and, yeah. and show you what's capable of your machine, yeah. and and
1: do it safely, yeah. uh, with some actual like thought but put behind it. And yeah. yeah, any like anyone that you know, I post online of when or, when I'm going to ride and where, and everyone's invited to come ride. Uh, you got to have your own machines. I can't provide machines for anybody. <laughs> Let's be
0: clear, he's not bringing a Can-Am fleet with I, him. <laughs> I'm not (laughs) (laughs) providing
1: a passenger seat or an extra machine for you know the public that's just not how it works but if you want to come ride you know come experience a ride with me and all that kind of stuff awesome i'd I'd love to have everybody if you have any questions just ask uh from time to time people see my machine and they'll ask questions and just get some true insight um i work with numerous companies but i'm going to be honest like whether kind of where the certain item fits Right. Um, it fits what I'm doing. Right. It may not fit what everybody's doing. You know. Not um, everybody needs portals. <laughs> <laughs> not a, yeah. I mean, some people need them. Some people don't. You know. Some people need heavier axles or better spring kits. Some people don't. Uh, a very common question is like, oh, what about a frame brace kit? And a guy actually asked me, asked me yesterday, he's like, oh, my my, my X3 has got like 3,000 miles on it now. And I'm like, yeah, man. I said, you've been trucking. That's awesome. And uh, he said, yeah, I think I'm kind of up for, you know, I probably need a shock rebuild and some springs. And I was like, oh, well, you know, look into shock therapy or, or, you know, whoever you feel you need. I was like, they have a really easy website, you know, to, to get the right spring rates and stuff." And he's like, yeah, I'm really looking into that. And I kind of looked at his shocks. And I was like, well, if you bump them crossovers up like three inches, I was like, it'll ride better. I was like, you're riding on the big spring the whole time. Right. I was like, you know, that'll give you a little plusher ride. And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'll definitely I'll definitely look into that. And he's like, he's like let me ask you, um, do you need a frame brace kit? I was like, well, how do you ride? I was like, you've got 3,000 miles on the thing, and it doesn't look like it's been rolled yet. So <laughs> how do you truly ride? He's like, well. We like to, you know, we're from around here. We like to go ride like 100 miles a day. I said, like, man, I'm right there with you. I love that kind of stuff. I said, do you just beat on it and bash on it and, you know, run through the trees and hit stuff if it's in the way? And do you climb hills and cartwheel? And he's like, no, no. He said, we just like to ride. I was like, well, you may not need it. Right. I was like, I have it on there because I'm a, I'm a cautious rider. I know how to keep my machine together. But just like but every the, once in a while. <laughs> but just just like the video in, in, in Utah with Dustin Jones, if there's a lot of camera around and something needs to be tried, we're going to try it. Like, Some,
0: sometimes the show just needs to go on. <laughs> sometimes you've got to put on a good show,
1: so we brace for that. Um, he was like, so, I was like, man, I can tell you firsthand, there's thousands and thousands of those machines out there completely stock and never have an issue Yep. i was like so you never hear about the car that d- doesn't have issues i was like so just take that information for what it is and he was like thank you fair yep. enough yeah because you you've got all our buddies like just stressing on you like oh you gotta have a cage you gotta have this you gotta have this and i'm like well you just spent thirty thousand dollars on a machine and your buddies are talking you into spending another 15 yeah i was like if that's what you want to spend, I mean, if you fine. got it, let's do it. Hey, but. I mean, let her roll. But, I mean, not everybody's got that just laying around. Right. So, you know, just be mindful on what, what are you really going to use and what are you not going to use. Right. And,
0: you know. And, it, and and to certain components, just having peace of mind is worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if, if, if having a, a, a gusset kit is worth it to you, if by it, all means.
1: If it makes you feel better, yep. fine. But the shocks machine I have here, Um, I had a guy come up and he said, man, this thing's decked out. And I'm like, it's just bolt-on stuff, man.
0: There's some cool stickers on it. It's got cool stickers for sure. And (laughs) it's got awesome. They add
1: horsepower. It's got awesome products. I said, but it's bolt-on stuff. I said, anybody can get this stuff. He's like, like, oh, but it's set up real well. And uh, he's like, look at those arms. I was like, those are stock arms. (laughs) He's like, what? I was like, I plated the bottom of them because I have access to that. I plated them, and I run a crossbar in them, and I put the skid plate back on. He's like, oh. I was like, this car has been fully through King of the Hammers. That was what I pre-ran the whole course with. I put it through everything. I said I did it at a cautious scale, right. just to see stuff. You mean you don't like, you don't you don't pre-run at race pace? Not always, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, because you're a long ways away from the truck. That's purely why. That's the only reason. But you know, it's been through all that stuff and it made it just fine. So that's like. You, if you know how to treat it, it'll get there. I said, the race car, yes, it takes more of a beating. You know, we hit everything faster. And, like, because... But just like that, that security of, like, I've done all these heavier things. I know what it'll take. I can bash through there a little bit harder and know it'll be all right. Right. So...
0: Well, uh, folks, if you're uh, you're looking to go to any of the shows this year, check out see if Roland's going to be there. And um, you might be able to go out for a ride with him and rip and see what he's all about and uh, maybe rally with him a little bit
1: and push him up to the front. I'd, I'd say the biggest thing I get is uh, people have a, a slight fear to ride with me because of who I'm involved with. <laughs> uh, Nitro and, and Travis and all that kind of stuff and, you know, action sports and, and whatever, big stunts. Um, We're not doing that on the trails, all right? Let me just be clear. (laughs) Like, I'm not out there running 60 miles an hour through the woods and hitting everything as fast as I possibly can and and, (laughs) and forcing people to do hill climbs that they don't want to do. I'm not doing that. We're just riding trails and seeing stuff. I mean, yes, we cover a lot of ground. I don't stop a lot. I just want to see stuff. Right. Um, But I'm not going insanely fast. So
0: it's not the 530 Club, but it's also not – you know, 100% rally.
1: It's not racing, but yes, it's not ride five and, <laughs> and stop and take pictures and socialize for 30. So. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, once
0: again, we're at UTV Takeover, uh, Granny, Virginia. It's going off. Uh, today's the last day. We're going to see uh, uh, some side-by-side racing, um, and then we're going to see Hill Fest, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, see a lot of guys uh, try to try to make it up as fast as they possibly can and, and get around a tree and some other stuff. Uh, we had mud bogs yesterday. That was a lot of fun. I've uh, seen flamingos out there. There was. There was some flamingos like little out plastic
1: there. flamingos just floating around. We thought
0: about getting bigger ones for you when you showed up, but uh, <laughs> we couldn't find them in time. I was
1: looking for a gator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was some interesting. It was funny watching the guys. I mean, I'm not from the south, and I'm not used to the mud scene and, you know, all yeah. that, but I thought it was purely entertaining watching the, the frogs jump back into the water as they get splashed out of the water. <laughs> yes.
1: I thought it was more entertaining mm-hmm. that, like, you got your ones that are mud machines, like they put the tires yep. on with snorkels, yep. and then you got guys in fully stock machines there's this guy that raced a little 12, 8, 4, 12 14 inches of clearance on 29 oh, there's this one guy that raced the course he was on a 64 inch x3 yep on the rally S- course yeah spare tire yep run the whole rally course did great uh moved on pretty quick then i look down and he's lined up for the mud ball. he's like i'm here for everything what whatever you got i'm doing it i'm here for all all the and things he won a couple rounds yeah and like stock tires and everything and yep. i'm like <laughs> the best part about him, he had a flip windshield. He cleaned his windshield. Every pass, they'd go over there and clean it. And right as he pulled up to the line, he pulled the windshield down. Yep. He'd take off. The, as soon as that initial splash, he'd he knock the windshield out of the way, and he'd keep on trying. Oh, there you go, bro. I mean, super smart. Yeah. Like Almost like tear-offs. But like he's the, been thinking. Wow, we're
0: going. He's been thinking about that all year. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I mean, precision driving. Always got vision. Smart dude. And yeah. the, that little... Completely stock X3. I mean... It took a beating, but it, it hurt some people's feelings. It was pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> that's the thing about the you know racing of any type, right? Like yeah. You go into it fully prepared, expecting to dominate, and some guy, as long yeah. as he's
1: got the skill and, the, and he's got the timing. There's always that sleeper over there in the corner that's got <laughs> just enough to look like he's barely getting by and then just hurts your feelings. Like, man, I, Hey, when I you, wasn't that collected. When you get to 50 miles an hour, it's the same 50 miles an hour
0: you're driving. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, well, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks and for thank coming on down much. and, I uh, hope you have a great day riding. I wish I could be out there. I was in a, a slight car accident last Friday and, and, yeah, and, and not feeling too good. So the, the harnesses feel pretty bad when I'm bumping well, around, but, uh, maybe Utah. Maybe, well, yeah, we'll see. I really do want to get out and, and film some of that riding out mm-hmm. in Utah uh, sure. this year, and so we'll have to do some of that. Uh, but uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, you can find us on um, – you can find UTV Takeover at utvtakeover.com, uh, all the places like that. Where can we find you, where
1: you're doing, and what you're doing with k uh All my social pages are at nitroredneck, R-E-D-N-E-K, Hubert Uh, That's Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I have a a website at hubertracks.com, but mostly it's all social media type stuff. So if I'm doing it and I want people part of it, it'll be out there.
0: So if you want to ride with him, uh, follow his social pages. Uh, he'll be posting there the dates and the locations. Uh, and sometimes locations like this just pop up. And yep. so if you're not following him, you won't know about it. So if you want to keep track of things and have a good time, uh, go uh, like and subscribe and do all that stuff. And as uh, what were the influencers, what did they do? Um, Smash the subscribe button <laughs> and, uh, and get that done and uh, have a good time. So until the next time, guys, peace.